A welcome to all of you as we gather together across time and space and place to worship our Lord and Savior together. It is good as always for us to be together and we give thanks to God for the gift of technologies that allow us to connect in so many different ways. Just a few brief um, almost announcements or comments this day. Um, It's been a, a busy time in the life of our parish and Um, Within the bulletins, whether it be online or if you have one that's mailed to you, you'll notice that there have been just a number of funerals or memorials and services. And so we just hold so many in our parish and those um, that we love in prayer. And we ask for God's presence to surround their families and to surround all of us who grieve. Let us pause for a moment to prepare our hearts and our minds for worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved. Amen. Holy One, we confess that we are not awake for you. We are not faithful in using your gifts. We forget the least of our siblings. We do not see your beautiful image in one another. We are infected by sin that divides your beloved community. Open our hearts to your coming, open our eyes to see you in our neighbor, and open our hands to serve your creation. Amen. Beloved, we are God's children, and Jesus, our beloved, opens the door to us. Through Jesus, you are forgiven. By Jesus, you are welcome. In Jesus, you are called to rejoice. Let us live in the promises prepared for us from the foundation of the world. Amen. Let us pray. O God of justice and love, you illumine our way through life with the words of your Son. Give us the light we need and awaken us to the needs of others. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Amos, the fifth chapter. Alas for you who desire the day of the Lord. Why do you want the day of the Lord? It is darkness, not light, as if someone fled from a lion and was met by a bear, or went into the house and rested a hand against the wall and was bitten by a snake. Is not the day of the Lord darkness, not light, and gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, 
Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So culturally, this is a strange story for us. So a little bit of some history about how the Bible came to be and the community to which Matthew is written. So none of, first of all, none of the Gospels were written down until at least 70 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. And Matthew specifically was written in about the mid-80s of the common area and was written to a Jewish audience. And at this point in time, there was a real and a deep sense that Jesus was returning soon. And this sense of Jesus' imminent return influences a lot of what the writer of Matthew says and how the writer tells the story of Je- tell the, tells the stories of Jesus' life and ministry. And so we have this be ready for Jesus to come back at any time story today. And it's a little hard for us to dive into because we don't share culturally that same pressing feeling of Jesus could come back at any time that the early listeners and readers would have had. The early understanding of the closing verse of this story, keep awake therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour, is much more like how we might understand waiting for Santa. We don't know what time Santa will come, but we know that it will be Christmas Eve. There is a palpable anticipation present. However, in our day and age, we are used to waiting for Jesus to return. We have 2,000 plus years of waiting as our history behind us. And so we don't have this same sense of urgency as our ancestors did to be ready for Jesus to return. So what then does this story have to say to us today? And what I would like to suggest is that it made a difference to the wedding banquet that five of the bridesmaids were missing. Bridesmaids in ancient Jewish weddings had very specific preparation tasks to make sure that the bride was ready and that the marriage feast after the wedding was ready. So five of them not being there once the wedding banquet began had a real impact on the rest of the celebration. And in our own particular time, our vocations, our particular roles that God has called each of us to matter deeply to the kingdom of God and how it is enacted in this world. If you have seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life, you'll recall that the main character, George Bailey, thinks that his life doesn't matter and that he has had no impact on anyone. But the angel Clarence shows George how much his life has mattered to the people he loves and to his beloved community around him. And I think we, from time to time, get caught up in that same spiral, that same cycle that George did, that same question of, does my life really matter? We wonder if we have done enough, if we have loved well enough. And we sometimes tell ourselves, oh, I just fill in the blank. Oh, I just stayed home. 
Oh, I just farmed. Oh, I just was a secretary. Oh, I just never left the town I grew up in. Oh, I just. And so, dear ones, hear from this parable, hear from your God that if you were to not do or not have done those things and everything that you still do today, the kingdom of God as we experience it on earth would be different. Every role that we occupy in our lives matters to God and God uses you and works through you in all of those roles to share the love of Jesus with the world. The wedding banquet, the kingdom of God would be very different without you in it. And because at the end, this isn't and has never been about us. It always has and always will be about God and what God has done for you and the whole world in Jesus Christ. And by his cross, by his life, his death, and his resurrection, Jesus removes our worldly hierarchies of who is good and bad, which roles are important and unimportant, whose life is valuable and whose life is worthless. Jesus removes all of the distinctions that we place on others and ourselves and promises all of us life and love, promises all of us that because he is enough, we also are enough just as we are. By the cross which takes away all the sin of the world, we are invited and wanted and needed at the banquet. By the cross, you have a purpose as we wait for the coming of our Lord. By the cross, we have life, freedom, and salvation. By the cross, you matter. And the kingdom of God would be wildly different without you here. Amen. Let us sing together the hymn, Soul, Adorn Yourself with Gladness.
Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. God is at work in you. Thanks be to God.